Today, we want to look at winning number two, part two of winning. Remember that there are two keys to win in life, time and chance, how you maximize your time. And the second one is chance. Today, we are looking at chance, sporting opportunities, sporting opportunities. Turn with me to Isaiah 43 and the verse 18. Isaiah 43 and the verse 18. See, I'm reading from the NIV. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? God is always doing something new. And if you are spiritual enough, you will see these new things that God keeps doing that you can take advantage of it and improve on your life and build success. So today, that's the journey we're going to have. That's why we're going to discuss. God is doing new things God, every day, is doing something new. It is for you, perceive it. It is for God to do it. And it is for you to perceive that new thing that God is doing. We are here because I perceived the new thing that God is doing. By the next five years, we may be somewhere else because I will perceive that new thing that God is doing. And every day that you wake up, there is something new God is doing and you must perceive it. So now let me take my time to define to you what chance is. So what is chance? Chance is what you do with a time left in your lifespan. Chance is what you do with the life that you are left with. Every single day you wake up and you have life, that is a chance for you. Are you here? Every day you wake up, like they say, where there is life, there is hope. Every day you wake up and you are not dead, that is a chance for you. We are, we are, we are, today's day is what? For 24th of February. So we've gone about. 55 days. So God has given you 55 chances. So every day you wake up. So chance is what you do with the time left in your lifespan. Now, chance is nothing unless it is converted into 
an advantage known as opportunity. So when you wake up and God gives you life and God gives you energies and God gives you opportunity to live again, you must convert that chance into something called opportunity. Are you here? And I'm defining this. Look, chance is nothing unless it is converted into an advantage. Advan- that advantage is known as opportunity. Are you following me? Every single day you wake up, you must convert that day into an advantage. That advantage is what we call an opportunity. Are you here? Every single day God gives you, you must take advantage of it. Use it to do something to improve your life and to improve your chances of winning, your chances of succeeding. That advantage is what we call an opportunity. And I want to show you how you are going to do it. How you can, you can take advantage of the every single day God gives you and convert it into an opportunity. Today, I've had meetings, apart from meetings with my staff, I've had meetings with top people over Zoom. And I am taking advantage of every day. Every single day. Now, mommy doesn't come to my room early in the mornings again because he knows from a certain time to a certain time from sometimes as early as 6 a.m to about 10 p.m 10 a.m i have series of meetings lined up and each of these meetings is me converting a chance into an advantage it's me perceiving that new thing god is doing and converting it into an advantage. Are you here with me? And God gives these things to us every single day. Can we see the next slide? Now look at this. We have tools that we use to convert chances into advantage, which eventually becomes opportunities. They are natural tools and supernatural tools or you can do it naturally or supernaturally these tools you can apply them naturally or supernaturally my aim tonight is to show you the application of these tools naturally and show how limited the natural application of these tools are and move you into how to apply these tools supernaturally and how unlimited the supernatural realm is. I hear what me. Fantastic. So, tools. Now, anytime you see tools, tell the person your daddy says, tools is not a word, it's an acronym for number one, what we call tactical positioning. Tactical positioning. Now, do you know that this COVID 
has advantaged some people. This COVID has advantaged some people. Some people's some people are prospering and their their bank accounts is swelling as a result of this COVID. Not they are not prospering by corrupt means, but they have built skills that now everybody needs. These skills they might have projected that the next five years or ten years people will need these kind of skills. They prepared. COVID hit in. They came out. It's called strategic positioning. Strategic positioning. Now, there are, there are a lot of young people sitting here who will not even think that the world, COVID has now pushed the world into a digital world. Into a, a digital world. And it is time. The next five years, the world will even be more digitized. The next ten years will be more serious. There are people who are foolishly thinking that COVID will go and things will become normal. And I will use my normal scales to live a normal life. Even if COVID goes, the world has changed. People are no longer going to build big offices. People are realizing that they can keep their styles at home and they will work and deliver the same results. And so smart young people are preparing themselves to position themselves tactically in the next five years. People would Digital skills. Social media skills. ICT skills. Will be in high demand. To position ourselves as a school in that way. We just signed an MOU. With the Institute of Technology. Carlo. To start. A course in IT security and cyber crime. But that is where we'll be going. Cybercrime will increase. Companies will be looking to employ people who will be able to build security because once you start doing everything digitally, there will be more people doing cybercrime. So we will need more people who are trained to build security systems. So we are positioning ourselves strategically, tactically. Look at yourself today and ask yourself. Ask yourself this question. Do I know where this world is going the next three years and how prepared am I for it? It's a major question you should ask yourself. Number two, tools also means organizational skills. You have to, at this stage in your life, be able to organize your life properly. Hmm. 
and going back to what I said last week, break your deadlines. Streamline your life. Identify your timelines and achieve things. You know, I tell you some people, I forgot to share something. When I, after I spoke about lifelines, I should have moved to talk about borderlines. There are some people who are at their borderlines. You, you, you can do nothing with your life again. Well, God has given you all the chances you mess this life. Messed it up. It is now some of you are still very young. Let me tell you. Organize your life. Put your life in order. Know where you are from. Where you are. And where you are going. Three. Leveraging. You must have something. That everybody. That you will be chosen. If there are hundred people. Who are being sought after. There is something about you. That they will, they will be chosen. Out of that hundred people. There might be something about you. That will put you ahead. That will put you in a pole position. Discover that thing. Everybody has something. You see. You see. In competition. Eh? In competition. There are so many things people can copy. From you. So many things people can copy from you. But there must be something. There must be something that nobody can copy from you. Like a craft business school, people can copy a lot of things we are doing. But there's something called the anointing, which is the foundation of the craft business school. You can't copy it. That's why you can't copy. You can't copy anointing. You can't copy it. Are you here? Do you understand? People have tried copying things from Japan, especially Toyota. And how Toyota is selling cars and the way they produce cars, the way they are, this thing is. Other car companies have tried to copy it. They haven't succeeded. Because the, the, the Toyota work habit is founded in a Japanese culture. So you may steal the technology from Japan to America, but you cannot steal the culture. You must come to that place where the, everybody may have the same qualification, the same experience, the same thing, but there's something about you that nobody can copy, and that will give you an added advantage. That thing can be your prayer life. That thing can be your character. That thing can be something, something that nobody can copy and nobody can take away from. And you cannot easily be replaced because of that thing. It can even be a loyalty. Just some loyalty. You cannot easily be replaced. Then finally, strategizing. Studying the environment. Knowing what can destroy you and what can build you. What can kill your ideas. And what. But my focus tonight is not even this. I'll just try to set up the foundation that there are tools you can use. But you can either use these tools naturally or supernaturally. Naturally or supernatural. So should I preach to my voice? If the microphone will not work, I should preach it to my voice. Because Sunday it happened. I don't know why it's happening again. 
So are you here with me? Now hear this. As a Christian, all this I've shared with you, you can decide to do it naturally. These tools here, these tools here, you can decide to do it naturally or you can decide to do it supernaturally. I know that there are a lot of limitations on natural things. But in the realms of the supernatural, there are no limitations. So I'm going to show you two things. How to tactically position yourself, either naturally or supernaturally. How to improve on your organizational skills, naturally or supernaturally. How to do it, how to leverage naturally or supernaturally. And how to strategize naturally or supernaturally. And I'll show you what I want to do tonight is that I want to move you from the realms of the natural to the realms of the supernatural where there are no limitations. Are you here? How many of you have, 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 have watched cartoons before? Cartoons. There is no limitation in cartoons. Eh? Tom and Jerry is my favorite cartoon. Tom can stand here and stretch himself to Kutobabi Junction and pick something and come back. A cat can run over Jerry and still get up and stand and fix himself. That's how the realms of the supernatural is. I want to move you to there. If you want to win, take these principles I'm going to share with you. First, I want you to look at this. The five natural senses. You, you can, you, you see, you can, you can be a Christian who only operates at this level. You operate only at this level. You operate with your five natural senses. You want to use it to win. You operate at this level with your five natural senses. First Corinthians 2 14 says, The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. Now, what did I tell you from the beginning? You said God does new things every day. Every day, God does the new things. But the person Without the spirit cannot accept the new things that God is doing. God keeps doing new things. But you have to be a supernatural person to see it and to understand it. I was, I was watching the testimony of Tyler Perry. How he's built a studio and I think it's the biggest studio and he built it at a place where slaves were held. And he is a, a descendant of a slave. And now he's built the thing and converted it into the world's biggest studio where people go to rent the place. And his testimony is amazing. And that guy is a staunch believer. And he believes that it was the spirit of God that gave him those capabilities. Now, if you want to do things about your capabilities, I'm going to share some two things with you. First, I'm going to show you the natural you and how you are struggling with the natural you to access divine blessings. Your natural you cannot access, access divine blessings because it cannot contain it. It cannot handle it. 
The Christian life is not a natural life. It's a supernatural life. And if you want to assess the things that God does every day, the new things God is doing, you should be supernatural to assess it. Now, let me show you. You see these five senses. It is all right. You can, you, 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 you can, you can do a lot of natural things with these five senses. The sense of smell. Now, we now know, we now know that at the top level of demonic operations, smell plays a part. We now know. We now know that a woman can seduce a man by a perfume. Can put a certain perfume and the perfume, the perfume is designed to arouse sexual pleasure. We know that there are some men who will invite women to their houses, to their homes, and put on some candles. And the scent that is coming from that candle will arouse that woman. When we were growing up, there used to be this incest called 999. It was actually 666 upside down. And people used to use it. And when you are using it, you have very horrible dreams. The sense of smell. And there are some of you, eh? You are Christians. But the kind of things that <laughs> you are not sensitive about. That Satan is using this sense of smell. I, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you walk into a perfume shop, you don't even care the design on it. You just buy it. Even if the perfume is called the devil, you still buy it. Because you just like the scent. You feel it cannot do anything to you. You just like it. Are you here with me? No, you, you can be at that natural level and allow these five senses they talk about to control everything you do. You can decide to say that the church doesn't smell well so you won't come to church again. Yeah, you can make those decisions. Then the sense of touch, your emotions, how Satan can use your emotions to get you to do things natural. Some people, they are limited to this level. God, Holy Ghost cannot touch them. They cannot supernaturally be touched. Physically. They are here. They are here at this level. There is a sense of taste. Some of you, as far as it is food, even if it is a sacrifice to idols, you will eat it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That for me, I have appetite. Oh, every food you like it, every food is sweet. There is no food that is not sweet for you. <laughs> I told you, I told you this before years ago how my spiritual father took us to some, uh, to Konongo to go. They did some crusade there, three days crusade, and a, a group of young pastors who were taken there go and help the churches stabilize their the souls. So all of us were assigned to some churches for two weeks. Then one of our colleagues got this church 
and they were feeding him well. And we, this, the group that were not being fed well, were not being, being, being kept at good places. We, we went to find some small old chapel to sleep inside and was struggling on how to even eat. He was just struggling. This pastor has been housed well, fed well. So one of the pastors came to visit us and said, where is the other pastor? So he's in this church. After him, he's fine. He's fed well. He's clothed well. He sleeps well and everything. He said, hey, call him not to eat in that church. He said, what? So the previous pastor of that church died and later on it was revealed that there were a group of people who were giving him bread. Some old ladies who were bringing bread every time. Pastor, your bread, oh. Pastor, your. Anytime they come to church, they pastor your bread, oh. Pastor, your bread, oh. Finally, so I discovered that the bread they were bringing the pastor was human excreta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Toilet. The pastor was eating it. The pastor was eating and eating it. I mean, there are believers at this level. You see, vision. All you can see with eyesight. For you, everything is eyesight. Marriage, eyesight. Job, eyesight. Everything, eyesight. There is nothing supernatural about the way you do things and treat your life and do your life. Just eyesight. Hmm. Are you here? You understand? I've seen very spiritual pastors who have gone to churches, led Bible schools, and went to join churches under trees. And their friends laughed at them. Ah, Charlie, when we are with churches in air conditions, you have gone to join a church under a tree. And eventually, the churches under the tree became bigger than the churches under air conditions. But the others chose with eyesight. He has something more than eyesight. And I come to show you very soon. I'm showing you the five senses that can make the believer very carnal. I'm not saying you can't use this one. So use them for carnal things. But if you want to move in the realms of the supernatural, you cannot depend on these things. You cannot depend on what you see. We walk by faith, not by sight. You cannot depend on the things your eye sees. Are you here with me? You understand what I'm teaching you? I've told you all those who saw me when I was a 22-year-old pastor, if they didn't have the eyes of the Spirit, they would never have predicted I would come here. Never ever would they have predicted that I'll be here, I'll be where I am today. Those who saw with the eyesight, but now surprise. Let nobody use the eyesight to discourage you. And may you never be discouraged by the eyesight. Well, what you see with these eyes eh, can easily discourage you. Now, let me show you. Then, sense of hearing. You have to make a choice between hearing from God and hearing from people. If you move with these senses, with these senses, you hear 
from people. People will say things. People will advise you. People will tell you what to do. And you will build your whole life on people's opinions. Listen, especially when you are in, in crisis, everybody becomes a counselor for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a married woman in crisis that an unmarried woman became her counselor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you are poor, even poor people counsel you on how to solve your financial crisis. Hey, no, no, people assume. I, I told you how a guy walked to my office years ago. Years, several years ago. Walked to my office. Calmly and nicely. And put a book on my desk. The book is written on it, How to Become a Millionaire. Then he said, that I started training and development. Then he crossed his leg and said, I want to make you a millionaire. I said, really? He said, yes, I want to make you a millionaire. See this book? It contains every secret you need to learn to become a millionaire. He said, I want to make a deal with you. All the people who come to your training, just sell the book to them and I'll give you commission. That's number one. Number two, the principles in this book will make you a millionaire. So I said, wow. So are you a millionaire yourself? He said, well, I'm very, very rich. I said, okay, I want to tell you, you are very poor. He said, how can I just look at him and tell him he's poor? I said, a rich man you see from his watch, from his pen, from his belt, from his shoe. I said, you can't carry big, big, that pen, big pen, <laughs> to my office and tell me you are rich. You can't be wearing this um, watch with the leather strap almost torn. You tell me you are rich. I said, let me see your shoe. Ha! The guy was putting the shoe under the chair. Because I was a struggling pastor that had just started training. I said, if you are struggling, anybody wants to advise you. That's why in your struggling state, eh, your struggling state, don't, don't put yourself in the group of strugglers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put yourself in a group of struggles. Look for successful people. Even if they will not let you sit at the table with them, tell them you will serve them. Stand by the table whilst they are eating. And what they are discussing, you will learn something from it. Than to sit in the table with strugglers and eat with them and chat and talk about football and get up. And most strugglers, the food they eat gives them diabetes. So don't join their tables. I'm, I'm telling you. Listen, any Christian who is 100% controlled by the five senses can never win this race of life. Can never. Now, I want to show you how you can spot opportunities supernaturally and how you can move your life into the realms of the supernatural and begin to walk in the supernatural.
and begin to make decisions in the supernatural. And before I tell you, let me give you examples of people that have supernaturally won and continues to win. People are envious of them. Papa Deboe. He is better than all the uh, professor of mathematics that he left at the university that he was teaching with. Papa um, Oyedepo. These men are winning supernaturally. Archbishop Duncan Williams. Dr. Mason Otabel used to preach and sing. He preaches and sing in the open. That at that time, all levels, most of you who, who attended JSS and um, SSS, you went to bar schools. All levels. All levels. He said he had nine in chains. Nine in chains means that he had English, nine. And it's, it's nine is fail. This time, fail is what? It's still nine, eh? He had English, nine. Maths, nine. If you did geography, nine. Everything, nine. When you say nine in chains, it means everything was nine. Today, he owns the biggest private university in this country. He owns one of the finest churches in this country. He's recognized as a statesman in this country. Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams didn't go to school. He has no classmate. He didn't finish primary school. When he went to Bible school, he was asked a question in English. He could not understand the question. He spoke in tongues and asked the person who asked him a question in English to interpret the tongues. That was his answer. Today, if you want to be a president of this country, you have to, pre you have to pretend to be his friend, even if you don't like him. I'm telling you. you go, and when the man is speaking, the deepness with which he speaks, the understanding that he has, then when they don't understand, when those who have gone to Harvard and Yale still cannot beat them, they conclude that these people are thieves. And you, you know what they say? They say the people who go to their churches are fools. That's why they go to their churches. Meanwhile, the people insulting those who go to those churches as fools are people who are nobody's so, own. And yet they are judges. Their Supreme Court judges sitting under this man for 20 years. There are people who can testify that, who can testify that I, I, I was sponsored by this school, by this church, to go to secondary school. And out of it, I become a Supreme Court judge sitting under this man who didn't go to school. Listening to this man who never went to school, I have become a parliamentarian. Listening to this man, over the years, I have become a governor. There is something supernatural about the successes of this man, you see, of this man. And those are the supernatural things I want you to learn. There is something supernatural about what I have done in this place. And more, more are coming over. All, all these things, more, more, these are all samples. These are all samples. They are, we are supernatural beings. We do supernatural things. We make supernatural decisions. We take supernatural steps. We battle in the realms of the spirit. And in the physical, we conquer. In the physical, we conquer. And I want to show you. 
how this is done. So I've shown you the five senses that you can choose to operate at this level. Just choose to operate at this level. When we say pay your tithe, just use the five senses to say no, 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 no. Look at the car the man of God is driving and he wants me to pay my tithe. That is you at this level, at this sense. Oh, I have heard that. That is you at this, at this level. The five senses level. But in God, you don't win with this. You don't win with this. No Christian wins with this. No Christian survives with this. No Christian breaks through with this. Now I want to introduce you to something that I call the nine supernatural senses that we must operate in. Can we move? When I was growing up, it was called the nine supernatural gifts. It's still nine supernatural gifts. But I want, to, I want to bring it to a level where you can, you can apply the supernatural gift to your life every day. You see, the, the major problem of many pastors, the major problem of many pastors is how we have made the Bible so abstract. That when a pastor finishes preaching, how to apply what he has preached to your life becomes difficult. When I was young, we were taught about the spiritual gifts. But after you have heard about the spiritual gifts, it's only an information passed on to you. But how that information can be used and be utilized it becomes a difficult thing. But I want to show you something. 1 Corinthians 12, 6 to 10. And there are diversities of operations. That is, the Holy Ghost have diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now here. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. For to one is given the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Now, to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of thoughts. To another, the interpretation of tongues. I want to show you something. Please, I want to show you something. I call it the nine senses of the believer. Listen, if we move to this level, Win. If we move to this level, there's nothing. Now, I'm going to show you that the supernatural giftings of God is not only used in terms of, of you operating in the gift for the benefit of others, but the gift operating in your life for your benefit. Look, Move away from the five senses to these nine senses. If you want to multiply this year, if you want to multiply this year, move away and I want to show you. I want to start, I want to start from, okay, so my designer didn't arrange it by the way it was arranged in the Bible, but I'm going to arrange it myself. I'm going to just start by arranging it. Let me start first with the word of knowledge. Hmm. The word of knowledge. This, 
It's called advanced knowledge. Supernatural knowledge. Information imparted into you by the Spirit of God. Something, an idea, nobody, word of knowledge, eh? Word of knowledge, most people will interpret it as information from the past, the present, and the future. Okay? God showing you, God Himself speaking to you. Most of the time, you see a man of God will come to church. A man of God will come to church and say, That's yes, the Lord. Ten years ago, you had an accident. As I'm speaking to you now, that accident is causing pain in your waist. In the next five years, if it's not dear word, you will cripple. It's called word of knowledge. The supernatural ability to know the happening of the past, the present, and the future. But who told you that the word of knowledge, a, a prophet must come here to tell you that if you are prayerful, and you wait upon the Lord and you are connected to the Lord who told you that God cannot reveal to you your past, your present and your future who told you that God cannot tell you about the things that happened in your past who told you God cannot tell you the reason why you are struggling is because your ancestors planted this thing in your father's house who told you God cannot tell you who told you God cannot tell you what he's doing now and who told you God cannot tell you what he will do tomorrow but for you to know what God, God is doing in your past, your present, and your future. To be able to tactically position yourself, you have to be spiritual enough. This level of your spirituality, where you don't pray until church, where you don't study the Bible until church, where you are at the level of hearing from people, not from God. Daddy, have you heard that when, when we, came to, we came to do this thing, people said this. What did God tell you when you were doing it? If you heard something from God, you will not mind what people said. Hey! Listen. You can pray, sir. And pray. And pray. And pray. And even if, the, if this is not a resident gift inside you, eh, God can temporarily release an information about your past. Present. God can tell you what he has done in your past for you. The battle he has waged for you. And what he's doing now in your life. And what he's going to do in the future. I know sometimes you see, my future is just like a movie being shown to me. Where I will be in the next five years is like a movie. I see it. Where I'll be, who I'll be, and what I'll become by the time I'm 60. I know it. I can see it. Because I have graduated from the five senses. Five natural senses. To the nine supernatural senses. Am I talking to you here? And this one, eh? You graduate in the school of prayer. You graduate in the school of the word. If you know how to pray and know how to study the word of God, eh? You can sometimes it is in studying God's word that word of knowledge comes. You you just catch a revelation. Wow, this is what God is telling me. This is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been waiting for. This is the voice I wanted to hear. This is it. 
Today, today, everybody wants to be a prophet. But we live in a generation where nobody wants to hear from God for himself. But wants somebody. So now we, we, we are Christians. We hire people to live a Christian life for us. I was telling my pastors, I was telling a group of pastors and my pastors I was training. And there are some people, there are some people in this church who have sworn that they will never pay tight the central church or to me. They would rather go to my pastors and pay to them. And I've told all my pastors, if we take a tight of this church, a curse will come upon you. And so a pastor will come. It is you who came to visit me. Daddy has not visited me before. Let me give you my tithe. <laughs> when I was a young pastor, three of us, one man came and put us, put us in a room and said we should fast and pray for him. Every day he will bring us milk. By the second day, I told the other guys, no, I'm not a hireling. I'm caught. I'm a shepherd. I'm not a hireling. Nobody can live your Christian life for you. Have to leave it yourself. Hear from God yourself. Listen, listen, listen. The angel went to Mary and spoke to Mary. You will be with the child. Straight, face to face. You need that encounter with God. You need to come to that place where you know that this thing I am doing, God told me, and I believe it. And no matter the, the confrontation, no matter the resistance, I know I will succeed because I heard from God. Word of knowledge. This is how you win. I told my team when we were building here, I said, I said, I didn't speak to you guys. I didn't speak to you guys because I knew that if I had spoken with you guys, you guys would have said something. And now when I was doing you see, you see why all these places doesn't have windows? Only here and here have windows. And here have glass. Because my mind was that I was going to face that stage here. Then when it came, the other people said, oh, let's face it here. It should be here. It should be here. And this thing I ordered. I ordered it this way. So oh, no, we are going to build it like this and build it like this. I was just looking at them. So this is the reason why I didn't tell you first that I was ordering a tent. You would have said no. Now that the tent has come, you want to change. Finally, finally, when they did what I asked them to do, and they came to me and said, Daddy, it was good we did what you said we should do. It was very, very, very good. The reason why you feel this place is nice is because of the way we have arranged the place. Hear from God. Whatever you do, let him speak to you. Don't rush. Make sure, learn to pray. Don't be moved by emotions. Don't bring yourself to the five senses. Please, in your office, use the five senses. In, in your home, use the five. But when it comes to God, when it comes to your destiny, when it comes to beating the race and winning it, the race is not for the swift, it's for the spiritual. Now, the next one is word of wisdom. Word of wisdom. Word of wisdom. It is the right application 
of knowledge. When God gives you that knowledge, you need wisdom to apply it. That's why, please, I beg you. I beg you. I beg your friends. I beg your family. I beg all of you. Join me for the Wellspring of Wisdom series. Every year I teach on wisdom, but this one is different. I repeat, I'll be repeating some of the things I've taught before, but at a different level. I'll teach it for two months in services like this. If you want to win, eh? Operate in the divine wisdom of God. This wisdom, eh? It allows you to answer the most difficult questions in life. It allows you to solve the most difficult problems in life. I used to think my spiritual father was too relaxed in life until I became a spiritual father and got into the realms he used to flow. Now the people around me feel I'm relaxed. But the reason why I am relaxed the way I'm relaxed is because I know what they don't know. I see the solution even before the problem comes. Whilst everybody is panicking, I'm just relaxed. This will be solved. I used to see my spiritual father do the same thing. Papa, let's do it this way. Papa, this thing will be. Papa, this thing will do this. Papa, this thing will do this. He will laugh. Just smile. Laugh. But the next time you see him, he has solved it. We are moving on. We're going to the next level. Deep seated supernatural wisdom that you can't get from a classroom except a prayer room. It's what you are looking for to win this race. There are too many foolish people in the world who think they can win by foolishness. And unfortunately, the church is gone into that. When God gives your reasoning and thinking faculties a touch in prayer, it is the beginning of your success. I said the greatest tool, the greatest tool for success in life is your mind. But when God gives that mind a touch and you begin to think like him, reason like him, nothing hinders you, nothing stops you. And I'm teaching you this because you are at the threshold of a major, of a major victory. And I'm releasing the keys that can make you a winner. That can help you spot opportunities. I'm telling you. Well, you see, the wisdom of God opens the eyes of your, of your mind. To see what people cannot see. To see what people cannot see. To see what people cannot see. There are things we have done. People say, how did you do it? The wisdom of God. The next, next is, is what I want to call the gift of prophecy. Let me tell you this. <laughs> How many of you know that you can prophesy into your future? You can get to that level. I have gotten there whilst I was praying, then I began to prophesy. I began to prophesy. And, and me, I'm praying, you know. And I'm saying, my son, my son, my son, my son, I've come today to bless you. You will be this, you will be this, 
and I, the Lord, will do this for you and will do this. Me alone, I was there alone and I was prophesying. And I was prophesying. I was there alone. Throughout my whole life, I've never had anybody giving me any major prophecy in my life. But I know I'm following prophetic footsteps. And I know that this is not where God wants me to go. This is where he wants me to go. By the gift of prophecy. By the activation of the resident prophetic gift in me. All of you sitting here, you are a bundle of gifts. So you understand? They are just sitting in the inside of you. Prayer activates it. Prayer activates it. Paul said to his son Timothy, fan into flame the gifts of God. That is in you. Which was given to you through the laying on of my hands. How do you fan into flame? Prayer. 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 All this prayerlessness and yet people come around here and say, you are receiving a miracle. Amen. 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 Put the word of God on Facebook and and write a whole sermon on Facebook. See how many people will comment. Just put there and say in the 20, in 24 hours, God will prosper you. And see how many people will say amen, 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 amen. That is how, how stupid we have become as Christians. That somebody thinks that when somebody put on Facebook that in 24 hours God will prosper you and you type amen, it will happen. So God has suspended his principles of prosperity because somebody put there. And now I've seen a trend. Even pastors that were putting good sermons there and they were not getting people to respond have now stopped. They are all now putting just one statement. Find one statement. The Lord will rescue you from your enemies. In five minutes, you will get 200 people. All typing, amen, 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 amen. So when you're singing that song, he says, how are we in women? That song is very spiritual and it's very biblical. Smoke of my worship released upon the earth. And it's true. It's the book of Revelation. And there's a bow before God. At the same, the prayer of the saints gets full. It's poured back to the earth. You, your bowl is not even a quarter. And you are say, typing amen, amen. <laughs> Type in amen, amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Go and be typing amen. No. There is also the, let me call them the sense of faith. Let me not even call them gifts. The sense of faith. To win as a Christian, you must walk by faith and not by sight. Because you see, faith makes the impossible possible. If you have faith, as small as the master seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here, and it shall move. Any mountain that has refused to move from your path of progress is as a result of lack of faith. How do you increase your faith? Faith can be increased. The disciples of Jesus asked Jesus, please increase our faith. Your faith can be increased. How does your faith increase? Faith comes by hearing. So faith comes by hearing. So it's like faith is somewhere. Once you begin to hear God's word, it comes. It comes. 
And when you walk by faith, you live by faith and do things by faith, God responds. God responds. God just responds. Yeah, my, my little girl, early 30s, was late 20s, came here by faith, with nothing, faith. He said, God will do something. God will do something. It was, it's, there's a difference between wishes and faith. Faith is based on what you heard from God. Faith comes by hearing. What did God tell you? Do you have a rhema? What are you believing? On what are you basing your faith? Faith comes by hearing. You want to win in this life, eh? You need to believe God for something. You need to believe God that something will work. A double-minded person cannot receive anything good from God. A double-minded person cannot receive anything good from God. And the only way to have single-mindedness is to learn how to hear his word. spending all this time do listening to unnecessary jokes on facebook oh they go to my sermon 2015 and other places play them a library of my sermons on facebook play them mommy listens to my sermon every night before she sleeps sometimes in the night old man let me go and see how my wife is it's per adventure per adventure there can be some worship. And I enter her room and she's on a bed listening to my message. I mean myself, I know that I cannot break this protocol. I say, hi, hello, hi. Then she look at me and say, hi, Pacho, me tea, me tea, me tea word, why? Me tea word, me tea word. She also knows that this man has come here with an evil intention. <laughs> let me let you understand that meteor word. Me patrol, meteor word, meteor word. Hey! So that I'll go, sir, and then I'll call her. Where don't you hear? Then she'll say, honey, where do we mean to you? Da! Me will grab my buffer from. Are you following what I'm teaching you today? You understand? If you want to move, please, move from the natural to the supernatural. It is possible to live a supernatural life. It is possible to know that this taxi, if I sit in it, trouble will come. You will get an accident and you will stop it. It is possible to know. It is possible to know that this man, if I marry him, he will give me troubles. It is possible. It is possible to know it. It is pure spirituality. Is it 8 o'clock yet? Not yet. Eh? After 8. So let me conclude. No, 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 no. Calm down. Let me, let me just look at the ones at the top and then let me conclude. Listen, listen. Listen. The gift of descending of spirits. The gift of descending of spirits. You see, let me, let, let me call it the sense of discernment. I want to call them like sense. I want to, I want to move you away from even looking at those gifts and sense of discernment. Please, anything happening around you, eh? anything happening around you, it is either by the spirit of God, by an evil spirit, by a human spirit. 
or by some unclean spirit, you should be able to judge it. You should be able to know it. Are you here? You should be able to know it before you marry a witch, before you go and eat in a food joint operated by a wizard. Are you here? You have to be sensitive. You have to know that if I put my money in this business, it will collapse. You have to know that this thing I'm doing, if I progress and I push it a little, this is what will happen. You should be able to predict it. You should be able to know when you are hearing thoughts and you are hearing voices and you are hearing suggestions. You should know that this is from God or it's from the devil. When somebody is talking to you, somebody is talking to you, you should be able to know that this thing this person is telling me, is it from God or is it from the devil? Be able to know it. You know how you know it? Prayer. You must keep a consistent prayer life. Listen, if prayer is difficult, live a life without prayer. And when you finish, do comparative analysis. See which one is more difficult. I see which one is more difficult. A life without prayer is more frustrating and more difficult than that one hour a day that you will pray. One hour a day. One hour a day you will pray. If you fail to do it, you can have one year of frustration. Ten years of frustrations. Fifteen years of frustrations. Some of the problems we are dealing with will go today if we learn to pray tomorrow. Are you here with me? You understand? I want you to go back to this, this supernatural relationship you had with God. Then everything you knew, you knew that this is where you were going. And you knew, and you had this peace that you cannot, you cannot explain. This inner peace. Because you were not moving by the five natural senses, but by the nine supernatural senses. Switch to that. <laughs> the sense of healing. No, no, no. You see, I want, I want you to understand this. The sense of healing. Please, forget about having the ability to heal people. Forget about having the ability to go and lay hands on people. But please, please the supernatural ability to heal yourself of wounds and pains, to recover from bitterness. When you move in the sense of healing. Ah! The supernatural ability to recover yourself. Let, let me tell you something. You know children when they get hurt, if something cuts a child, it heals faster. Dog, you are here. It heals faster. Why is that? Your immune systems are strong. It's powerful. Everything. Everything about them is fast. It heals fast and all those things. So, so, so when you are spiritually young and you are praying and you are rejuvenated, when you are wounded, it heals fast. 
when you hold it on over a long period of time, you are spiritually old. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, learn to bandage your wounds. Learn. Listen, the story of the of the of the the parable of the Samaritan. Do Samaritan. Everything there was about the Holy Ghost. Wine was the Holy Ghost. Oil was the Holy Ghost. Everything that was poured on it was the Holy Ghost. Everything that was poured on it was the Holy Ghost. The, the, the bondage was the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost can wrap us. What are your rapper? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. You will find people with pains. They can't heal themselves. They are walking in the natural. That bitterness, that pain that you are carrying will make you a loser. Let it go. Flush it out of your system. Stop being petty. There are better things to do with your life and with your heart and with your brain and with all, everything around you than to be bitter about someone who doesn't even know that you are bitter about him. Who doesn't care. Who doesn't like you. How do I allow somebody who doesn't like me to dictate my emotions? I've given the person too much authority, too much power, too much room, too much control over my life. You want to hurt me? Go and find some stone and hurt that stone because it will not affect me. You will do whatever it is. I'll still be standing, smiling, and laughing. Walk in these nine senses and break through. <laughs> the sense of miracles. And the last one. Why that with all? The sense of miracles. You see, if you are supernatural, you walk in miracles. You walk in miracles. Where the natural cannot control you again. You yourself, you are a miracle. That's where you share your testimony and people doubt you. Share your testimony and people doubt you. I met a pastor friend of mine and his wife. They are well advanced in age. Had a child, little child. So I visited them a few times in their homes. My mind was that they adopted a child. No, I couldn't ask them, how many children do you have one of our conversations married for so many years Chad was still coming he said we are believing God we are believing God people said things, people made all kind of this thing, they moved away from the, set, the six senses the five senses, the nine senses miracles in place it is not a miracle if you can do it naturally so sometimes God deliberately allows you to go beyond the natural capabilities so that he will do it. If you marry at 55 and give birth at 60, everybody knows that this is God. Everybody knows that this is God. Everybody knows that this is just totally God. Brother, change your gears. From the natural to the supernatural and walk in miracles and let your testimonies 
bring people to Christ. Let people hear your testimony. Oh, there was a gentleman I was going to preach in a church in Kumasi who came and said, man of God, the pastor told me there's a guy who wants to drive you whilst you are here. I said, I came with my team. He said, I was spoken with him, sir. He said, who agreed? I had Judah. I think Pastor Kocha was even part of it at the time. This guy, oh, it was Judah. The car will be parked. Hell. And we also parked there. Sit in the car, wait for me. What is this boy talking about? What is, what, who is this guy? So you're one of the outings who drive and follow us. I told my guys, listen, it's so embarrassing. Let me sit in this car. I sat in this car. I thank you. I want to share my testimony with you. He said, come from such a poor family that when I was, when I was at the University of Cape Coast, I used to wash cars to pay my fees. To wash cars. Wash people cars. And I get money to pay my fees. When I finished, no job. Came to Kumasi here to look for a job. No job, nothing. I decided to commit suicide. Then Bishop Ajnasari came to Kumasi for this youth explosion. Then I saw your picture on it. I said, I'd like to hear this man. I've heard about him. But my friends came. I said, I didn't know when you were coming, so I wasn't coming. My friends came and then my friends called me and said, ah, tell him, the man you want to hear, your man, your man, he's speaking right now. Come, come, come. So he said, I rushed there. Then when I got there, you were sharing your testimony. Of how your father was a beggar, where you have come. To. He said, daddy, when I heard your testimony that day, I made up my mind. The thoughts of suicide leave my mind. He said, that day you prayed for us. Came forward, you prayed. As I speak, I speak to you now. I'm a general manager of a security firm. My life has changed. My life has changed. Your testimony is a key to unlock somebody's miracle. You want to spot opportunities? You want to see opportunities? You want to see opportunities? God says, I am doing a new thing. This is where you must come. Speaking in different kinds of tongues. When the going gets tough. And again, going guest, what do you do? Shabbat Kataya. Mabru Kataya Babaya. Alubroshi Kalababaya. Mekala Babaya. When the going guest of, instead of staying in that room, look for the next park available somewhere in your community and go on that park and scream at the top of your voice and speak to this God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Call on this God. Call on this God. What is the essence of the gift of tongues if you can't pray with it? Finally, the interpretation of tongues. <laughs> the sense of interpretation. Interpret your own tongues. As you are speaking to God, know what you are telling him. What kind of behavior is this? That we would bring ourselves so low Paul wrote the church of Corinth, the Corinthian church, and said to them, you are mere men. You can't be a mere man because you are supernatural. You cannot be a mere woman because you are supernatural. Today, I challenge you. I call on you. I call on you. I appeal to your heart. I appeal to your spirit. That rise up into the realms of the spirit and move into the supernatural. Let's pray. Rise, let's pray. Rise and let's pray. It is time. Get into the supernatural.